We're here, and we're feeling good. 50 Foot Furies. Look at my record's 100th episode show coming up on December 12th. It's at Pet Shop. 50 Foot Furies will be there. We're excited. Miss America President 2020. Woo! Tell me about that because that's your email address. Right. Is that the name of that your is, record? Um, or that is, is coming out. Or? That is the name of our position of power we're going to uh, seize in 2020. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm on board. Consider me on board. We've been for officially that. launching our campaign for the past few years, but we're still going to say that we officially launched our campaign for Miss America President at, at, on December 12th, Thursday night. We also launched our campaign <laughs> <laughs> last month and the month before. But right. We've been, we've, been we've been campaigning for a while. And so, like, the whole idea is that um, once we become Miss America presidents, it's going to be uh, all three of us. So we'll all be Miss America presidents. And then we'll have a cabinet of first dudes. Nice. Um, who <laughs> will... And, and then, but well, you know, we're just going to make laws that are just like, I don't know, protect the environment, um, that protect women's rights, that ensure that um, Paul Ryan will pay for everybody's um, pap smear for the next like 30 That'd be, years. I'd yeah. totally yeah. support that. I hate that motherfucker. Right. He's such a smarmy right. motherfucker. He's so Let's get angry worst. right now. I hate him. I feel like that's so my default. <laughs> my default state of being is anger and hating Paul Ryan. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he tried to retreat. You know, he's not in Congress anymore. He's a lobbyist now. You know, one of those cushy posts. What does he lobby for? He lobbies. It's probably like heritage, whatever. You know, that oh, the... weird Republican think tank the think tank that put forth all the judges yeah the mm -hmm. judge nomination and are just what judgmental in general just like promote being judgmental mm. of other people and blame me <laughs> well when we're miss america president we will be given extended powers to be judge and jury and we will judge him yes to be and i feel what will we do yeah <laughs> i feel like we'll have um douchebag prison and then uh, Donald Trump will go. He's the only baby who belongs in a cage, so he's going to sit in a cage. That'd be good. And, um, at the border, I'll where like Mexicans can like throw softballs to like dunk him in the tank the whole time. Oh, that'd be great. Right. We're all about like peaceful vengeance. Yeah. Like nothing murdery. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's like <laughs> patriarchal. Murdery. A duck tank. <laughs> a duck tank. Humiliation. Humiliation. <laughs> we don't want to kill death anybody. by humiliation. Yeah. And so. that would be humiliating because his hair would be really fucked. Oh, would it be a in mess? a dunk tank? What do you think would happen to and what would his hair transform into in the dunk tank? I think it would disintegrate. It's actually, <laughs> yeah. that's actually and possible. The, and, and then the water would just be an orange hue. I was just gonna say the right? orange. It would be like <laughs> Alice, Alice Cooper esque, <laughs> except it would be like Cheeto shade. It would be that. Yes, it would clog the drain for sure. Yes, it would ruin the plumbing. Well, it would, maybe we should come up with a different But it would save the world. <laughs> it would save the world all at the same time. It would make the world a better place. Definitely. What would we do with it? Like what would we do with like Donald Trump hair water? I feel like it would be like it would be like something we could threaten other nations with. Yeah. We'll put this into your water supply. I'm really no. into this. This is a fifty foot Fury's <laughs> platform for a better tomorrow. Right. For Miss America presidents. So it's like our album, it's who we are, it's our plan for world domination, it's everything. 
But when we're Miss America president, you're Miss America president. Great. I'm so we're all Miss America president. Yeah. We all are. This is great. I love the ethos of 50 Foot Furies. I've seen you guys perform several times. There's always a political bent. I was telling you, my friend and I went over the summer and we got a great Abolish Ice sash that Ooh. was there oh, yeah. from you guys. How'd this start and did it start over a collective desire or mutual thinking about uh, all of these different issues that we've just been talking about? Can I tell our I love our story so much. We have such a great story. Um, so like like most origin stories, um, we I so I would go to Uncle Joe's, you know, Ghost of Uncle, uh, go, Joe's. Go, Ghost of Uncle Joe's and I'd gone a couple years and I'm like, this is so cool. I mean, Ghost of Uncle Joe's back in like 2004 up to, I guess we played 2013? 16. 16, so. I played 2013. You did. Please. Um, oh, they were veterans. Cool. They were really veterans. Cool. That's how we met, probably. That's, that is how we met. And so, yeah, maybe that's where our story begins, right? And then so I was just like, I love it. Everybody loves it. It's like, it was, it's amazing now. And I'm so happy for Tony now that's so big. And I'm so happy for the cemetery, obviously. But when it was smaller, it was just, it was like, I remember just being like, this is so cool. You know, people with their kids and being in the cemetery and all that kind of stuff. And so I was just like, I'm going to do that next year. I'm going to do it. And so I just put out a post on um, Facebook that was like, who wants to do Bikini Kill for Uncle Joe's in like May or April? And um, her friend, Erin's mutual, our mutual friend, Steph, added Erin. So Erin, myself, and um, Jana met at JC Studios at our first rehearsal, like met as human beings, like, okay, let's do this. And then we all kind of plotted, like, Luton was on her honeymoon at the time, and we were like, as soon as she gets back, <laughs> like, we were kind of messaging her, and we were like, she's on her honeymoon, but we were like, this is important. So we're like messaging her, like, oh my God, will you be our bass player? And she came in, and we were like, yay. So we all... Like I knew Susan, I knew who Susan was, but we didn't know each other. So we all kind of came together in the studio and we didn't say, okay, we're going to do this political thing. It was like bikini kill. So yeah. I guess it pre presupposes all that. But also that was the election, right? It was like right before the 2016 election. So it was just, we were kind of like, you know, that was our inspiration, our overlying inspiration. We would always come in and like joke about things and whatever, but yeah, that's that's how it came together, and it's just been it's been really natural, and it's been really fun and funny, and you know we never have to sit down and discuss. It's like we all kind of walk in, and whatever kind of particular issue is impacting our personal life, like getting paid seventy seven percent on the dollar or whatever's happening on TV, one of us will walk into practice and be like, "Oh my God, let's write a song about this," you know, or we'll just come in like Ghost Menzies was like very spontaneous and very like. You know, when you feel like you have your period, but like then you go to the bathroom and nothing's there. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. Um, it's a very serious issue. But yeah, so everything, like it's just been a blessing. I feel like this is my yeah. first band and I'm just like so grateful all the time. But I think overall for anybody who's a seasoned musician, it's kind of a blessing to just be in a band and Unless I just don't get along with most people. And for you guys, it's like, no, this is what fans are like. Yeah. But I also want to say that when we did um, perform as Bikini Kill in the cemetery, it was 2016. And Tracy had never been in a band before, right? And she just killed it. Like, you just you would never know that she hadn't fronted a band before. And it was just so great. And we're like, let's let's do this a few more times. So we played 
out as I think we did Bikini Kill. Well, we we yeah we watched ourselves back. The, we watched the video and we drank some wine and we decided we were the best <laughs> things in the world. So we we yeah. stopped watching the video, walked down to Pet Shop. We that marched night. down. We, we marched, marched down. We were chanting, and we told them that we were going to play Election Night, and if they didn't let us play there, then we were going to set up in the streets of Jersey City. And I was like, We're um, gonna get I, a generator. We're gonna we, get. A, she's like, We're gonna get. I'm like, I think you need a permit for that. No, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up playing election night, and when we went on, everything was normal. And when we finished, the end of the world happened. Yeah, and I, I was there for. Yeah. I was there oh. for that. I distinctly remember it. Election night. You guys night. were great, but well, it was. It, it started was, off as what we thought was going to be a celebration, yeah. and yeah. then uh, we, the, it was turning during our set. Yeah. We could see on people's faces who were kind of glancing at the TV, and we're like, oh, no. And then, of course, we were all like consoling each other and crying after. Such a bizarre feeling. And then yeah. we started writing our own songs. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Basically. That, that's the next question I had. This happens sometimes with bands that come together to play Ghost of Uncle Joe's or a Halloween-related cover set that they realize, hey, we got something good going. We're going to write songs. Where was the transition for that? Was it immediate? Or? Immediate. I remember that morning because I, at four in the morning, I shook my husband and I said, did that really just happen? And he was like, yeah. So the next morning I was, you know, like everybody else, I think in a state of shock. And he said, you know, the one good thing that could come out of this is the music you guys are going to write. He's like, "You now you have to be a band. You're going to have so much to say. And it's true. Every week we talk about our banter and then we're like, eh, let's save it. Something else is going to happen. Something, <laughs> something worse, you know? So, I mean, unfortunately, it's constant um, inspiration, uh, even though with all the horror that's going on. So I feel like it has helped us be a band, unfortunately. Right. Um, Nobody sh- would have given a shit about us in, like, 2012. <laughs> like, they just, stop <laughs> complaining. Go back to the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much how it happened. And I re- we remember our first song that we wrote, <laughs> Rape Slayer, <laughs> <laughs> which is going to kill. It's going to kill. We like brought it to a new place. But yeah. Yeah, we wrote it, I guess. How long have we been, we've been in bands? Like three years ago we wrote it? Right. Three oh years gosh, ago. 2019. Oh, yeah. So June, we right? It, yeah. Um, yeah. So we wrote it three years ago and we're still like workshopping it. Oh, <laughs> right. interesting. Rape Slayer, the slayage is getting getting more intense. No. <laughs> Well, no, we don't. We don't advocate killing anybody, but right. But the actual concept of rape. How about that? Right. We'll yeah, that. that's like one of our. When we're when we're on stage, it's like we say when we're Miss America president, like where it's like we're gonna make a new law that you'll go to prison for beating, raping, or killing women, and it like takes like everybody's kind of like, and then it's like because it's like we don't. It's okay, like you know what I mean. Like the things we th- sing about, like Brock Turner, and we just we want to say if you're listening somewhere, Chanel Miller, we love you so much. Um, but Oscar Bistorius, like that whole song is about how you can do these things and get like maybe six months in prison. So what does that say to everybody else? Like, yeah. What does that say about the value of women's life or whatever? Not to be a Debbie Donna, but you know, so we try to take that kind of stuff and make it, present it in a way, I guess we're like kind of like the Flav of Flav of feminist punk rock. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we just try to like bring it up and be like, we're still advocating for, you know, human rights, but we're cool. You guys and are it rocks. cool. How important is it to you guys in the aftermath of the 2016 election? I thought there would be a lot more bands with something to say politically, but it seems like there's not. 
Right. Well, there's World Sucks. They, they, yeah. Oh, definitely. We have yeah. our buddies in that they're band. They're a great band. They, um, Nick. Oh yeah. Is the, the drummer and, and Mark, excellent drummer. Oh my god. But so it's, it's not, as, slay. not yeah. as many bands, which is surprising to me. I know. I find often like we we get on bills with them a lot, and there'll be other bands, and we're like, why aren't you the other bands also doing what us and World Sucks are doing? Right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's important, but uh, yeah, you're right. But well, I do want to give a shout out to those guys because those are like our brothers. Yay, we love you, World Sex. Yeah, I guess, and and it's kind of like gotten to the point for me, like going out to see other bands. Like I just don't want to see these mediocre four white dudes just like sing about like their feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just like now I feel like I what I what I expect from like a live show is just like upgraded so much, and I think. If people are listening to you, maybe you don't need to go all out and just be all political, but the world is on fire. You know, like there's some serious fucking shit. We have like a hundred thousand children in cages, like sing something. You know what I mean? If you have the kind of talent, like do something, you know, it doesn't have to be everything. It doesn't have to be, I mean, you know, you'll still be Miss America president, but <laughs> when we win, but um, you know, like, yeah. yeah, participate somehow. You know, I feel like everybody has to, has a, an obligation to participate right now because it's just, I remember when I was like, when the first Earth Day came out, right? Like I got a certificate for like going to the first Earth Day. It was like Earth Day, you know, I don't know. I think it was like 17. So it was like 22 years ago. And people used to laugh at me and be like, oh, you're such a hippie, you know? And I was like, oh no, I think the ozone layer is pretty bad. Remember when we talked about the ozone layer? Like that's so 90s. I know. You know I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and it's still a problem. It is still a problem, right? And then so, but yeah. And so it's it's not like something... Where if you're being concerned or if you're participating in a way that like, and it doesn't have to be, you know, the way we do it. Like, I think punk is very upfront. Like, you don't, you know, but you can be clever. You can be artistic. You can be generous in your creativity of how you handle the message. But yeah, let's participate. Let's do it. What I really like about 50 Foot Furies is the performance aspect. You guys don't just go and play your songs. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of high energy. You know, there's the abolish ice sash and things like that that go along with it. How important is the, I guess, perf live performance aspect to your band? And what kind of thought process goes into it before you're playing live? I think Erin should talk. She's like the ban banter manager. She's our band mom. She's like, she all right. manages the props. Yeah. yeah. She, um, she but, I mean, we all figure out what we're going to wear. Yes. But yeah, when we run for Miss America President, we'll talk about all like feminist issues, but we're going to do it in beautiful gowns yeah. as well. Exactly. Sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, because I've, we, you know, Susan and I played in bands before, and I used to play with a band, and it would be literally on stage. And my lead singer looked at me and goes, let's play this one. And I'm like, no, we have a set list. Like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I like to perform, like, when we're out there, you know, there people are coming to see us. We like to put on a show. So, we practice everything. We practice our banter. We practice, we, you know, we discuss what we're going to wear. It's, it's more of like, I think a show. Yeah, um, for sure. And I think it elevates, you know, the music and it makes it a whole package, which I think is why people think it's fun to come out and watch us. No, I, I love it. Cause I've been in bands where sure. I like walk off work out of my, like leave my job and then get on stage and what I was wearing there. And it was just like, Oh, you know, but this is no, it's, um, <laughs> we go through a transformation, you know? And we, yeah, the performance is huge. I think that's what most of what we do. I mean, we want to we're going to record and be in this, you know, the studio, but we're a live band. I, I mean, we I think we all agree on that, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We practice so we practice the banter um and then we go over it, we workshop it, we workshop the banter. Nice. Interesting. And then um 
again, like under Obama, it would be like so subtle. Like it would be like, oh, nice droning Obama, you yeah. know, or like nice chauvinist, white chauvinist president, vice president Obama. Like, I don't know. But here it's like every week there's something like, and it's just, it's so hard to keep up with the, how quickly democracy is disintegrating under this knucklehead dummy, like this just idiot. And like he all is like, very dumb. they're all really dumb. Shocking. So dumb. They're all really dumb. And I mean, I guess that comes at like, if you're a white supremacist, you're like an idiot, you know, you're just ignorant. And so that's where it's rooted in. Right. So, so, but yeah. And like, I just, I feel like this past that they have, I don't know. I feel like I would be fired from a pizza place for less. You know yeah, I mean? like, no, it's, it's insane. It's, it's, it is insane. And that's a yeah. really frustrating yeah. aspect. Of I think it. it's because he's the distraction. You know, he is the idiot and they want him there because while he does his stupid Sharpie notes and does everything, the evil men are behind yeah, the curtain they, and they're just, you know, they're wiping things away. So when something bad, ha when he does something, always look to the other side because yeah. he's just mm -hmm. a shiny distraction. He's the shiny button, you yeah, know, right. while the bad stuff is happening. Yeah, the, the deregulation, the, the racist policies, the homophobia, you know. Um, judges. They just, oh, they just want, their, they want their conservative judges or tax cuts and their racism and their deregs. And, you know, yeah, they'll let Trump be a clown and do, you know, be the dumbest criminal on the planet. Let him get away with it just so they can get all, the, all those things. I feel like that's how so many of our practices start, where we walk in and we'll be like, did you fucking hear what just fucking <laughs> happened? It's like every, like, it's not even like, hi, how are you? No, how is everything? It's just, can me. you fucking believe this shit? All the time. And then we, yeah. write, and then we write a song. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. And then we like come up with our banner and then we practice it. So it's good. And I felt like I really enjoyed the show at um white eagle hall like i really loved our intro to um my body oh yeah you know like where one. we were just like you know i'm i don't even sample is like the, what was it it was uh you're like i love i'm oh i can't I wait to go have an orgy like or, what was it <laughs> I, know, it's, I can't wait to have an abortion <laughs> or have an orgy with kneeling football players and transgender <laughs> military <laughs> and then i'm gonna yeah. call my teenage climate activist <laughs> friends and we're gonna go to the abortion clinic none of us are even pregnant but we just want to go there <laughs> we're like, and that was like because feminism, feminism! and we're like one two three Oh. That was like fun. Yeah, it was. It's orgies and abortions all over the place with Rashida Tlaib and the squad. Just a conserv. Oh yeah, and then Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar, the squad. Oh, it was a conservative nightmare right. hellscape that you were describing, and we were like feminism. <laughs> Our country's weird. You know, it's just like hard to process that people believe certain things and other parts of the country and stuff and it's crazy to me it still can't right. like, i still can't i don't think i've processed the fact that we're we're at where we're at still mm -hmm. it's but, uh yeah it's just my i guess it's yeah being it, here it i think just, that's what yeah. it is when we all were so shocked that you know trump won but i'm like we sur we surround ourselves in our own bubble you know with you know like-minded pe like-minded people but you know i travel a lot for work and when i go somewhere here and you see all the bumper stickers and you see this and you know, you overhear conversations and you realize that's a big chunk of the world and of this country. And it's because they're also in a bubble of like-minded people and they don't know different. Like you come to New York and every shade of the rainbow is here. You know, when you go to the middle of wherever, they don't have that. So they fear what they don't know, you know? And I think that's one of the biggest problems is nobody travels, you know? They don't see how it is in other places. Right. But, but I feel like they don't have empathy. No, either, zero, empathy. zero empathy. Zero empathy. 
Trump has zero empathy. I know that. For well, sure. sociopaths don't. Yeah, yeah he's true. totally a sociopath. He's and I think, but I think too, like people weren't excited about Hillary Clinton. Like a lot of people, even though she was, she still won, and people weren't excited, which is amazing. So I guess it's also like the electoral college and how that's set up. But I feel like um, just being on social media is it's kind of like a blessing because there's so many people. You know, I just I think about like even me like here being like oh the environment or oh whatever and people being like you're so funny go back to the 60s hippie you know or whatever it was now like all these people are coming out and they were like you know they're like i do care about the environment i do I, you know i'm against police brutality i'm against white supremacy like when you go on social media and all these people are starting to talk up and starting to speak out openly about it and so i think as much as we're things are coming down people are rising up yeah. too and the idea is like what do we do with all this energy and how do we get everybody in a room together to kind of agree on something. You don't have to agree on everything, but like let's agree on some fundamental principles and get behind it. You know what I mean? It's like a very revolutionary time right now, mm -hmm. I think, you know, with everything happening in Colombia and everything happening in, the, yeah, you know, Hong Kong and like people are just kind of fucking sick of it. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm older and I kind of, I love millennials because I'm like, it is outrageous that you have to pay $40,000 to go to school and then get a job making $50,000 a year. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, speak out, like do it, like tear this shit down. So, um, yeah, it's, a, it's an exciting time too. Like, I think we just need to harness, like get this energy together and like start talking to each other and start in our normal conversations when we're hanging out and having coffee, like stop having to me it was like growing up it would be like i just don't want to be political right now like when i would try to talk to my peers like oh that's political like i don't want to talk about that i don't want to be concerned with that but now i think it's 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 so important that we do that we have those discussions like what do you think about healthcare? what do you think about the environment like how are we going to save it like even if people are organizing at a small communal level like i read this thing where this woman called um the police because of a domestic violence thing and um she was like, can I get a large pizza? Can I get, uh, you know, whatever. And the police were like, oh, you're calling us for domestic violence kind of thing. Okay, we're going to send somebody over. And I was like, this is so great. And then I thought about it and I was like, what about women who are afraid of ICE? What about women who are yeah. afraid of the police? What about like, you know, whoever. And I was like, what can we do? Like, let's start. And I wanted to just like post like, what can we start doing for women who don't have the privilege or the luxury of calling the police? Like, could you call a friend? Could you call it like a family friend who would, like what systems are we going to set up? And so it could be something small like that and something based in your community. You could participate on a grander level, whatever. But I don't know. I think like take take advantage of this time where like witchcraft is popular again. And you know, like, people witchcraft are like, is you know, again. you don't have to be like in the dark about like being a vegan or like loving marijuana. You know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. take these times. This administration like, is so anti-magic. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Fucked not up. Not cool. But so you guys working on a record? We sure are. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's really it's it's so fun and so challenging to all these heavy topics and to try to translate them into a you know upbeat chorus <laughs> it's, and like some heavy riffage, you know. And it's just really it's a challenge. And it's really fun, and um, I think it's going to be a ten song record that we're aiming to do. We're going to be recording with uh, Mike Mobius. Uh, Moonlight Mile is his cool. studio. Yeah, and um, the end of January. Oh, that's right around the corner. Right around the corner. Let's uh, let's play some Fifty Foot Fury songs. What did you guys want to play on the episode today? Let's play. I think we would go with 
Charlottesville. Let's do Charlottesville. We wrote this uh, right after the, um, you know, the, the yeah. events of Charlottesville. The, the like battle of Charlottesville. And like, it, how right bizarre, after, you yeah. know, a battle. It's insane. You it's know, fucking, it really I remember like, like watching it be like, both sides have problems. And I'm like, no. And so we, oh. we kind of were all texting each other like immediately with lyrics without even talking about it before we even had, you know, like, Luton came like ready to go with like some, uh, some bass, you know, like ready to go. And like, you know, I was like, my original idea for the song was like 20 minutes of just being like, what did you not say? You're a Nazi. You know, she was like, well, that's just, that can't be the whole song. And I was like, all right. Yeah. And then we're like, <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, how about like, we're like, cause it was all about, you know, fine, fine people on both sides. And we're like, no, there's only one side to be on. So we're, we're the, the main choruses and clashes with fascists. You know that there's only one side. Yeah. And then we turned that into a song. And, um, you know, we name checked. Um, well, Heather Heyer, unfortunately. I mean, yeah. she was, she was murdered. Yeah. Terrible. Rest, but DeAndre Harris is still, like, to this day, he's still suffering from, like, head, his the head injuries yeah. that he got, you know. And um, on that note, yeah, whatever, I just want you to know that whatever we sing comes true. So we had a song about Bill Cosby and he went to jail. Good. And we said a song about Oscar Pistorius and he went to jail for Good. longer. <laughs> and then when we sang Charlottesville about DeAndre, um, yeah, I feel that, like that was at Charlottesville, right? Yeah. He was beating. I know because there's yeah. there a lot. There's, I feel like there were a lot of different Charlottesville right. type incidents happening across our country. But yeah. But yeah, that was. The, and then so as soon as we like, I think like three months after we wrote that song, the people who beat him up went arrest, got arrested. So we were like, we have witchy ways. Yeah, watch um, out. We you are sorceresses. <laughs> yeah, sorceress of justice. Paul Ryan, your time is coming. Oh, I yeah. We're coming for you, Paul. Oh, you. We're you coming worm. for you, baby. Oh, you wormy little. Well, make sure you never make women pregnant again in your life. I hate that. We're going to make you stand in front I, of a microwave for five he's, minutes. He's the worst <laughs> offender because he thinks he's, you know, a good person and he's not. And, he's, and those, those so photos of him working out also make him a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are really you, lame. Do you see that um the Wikipedia entry for wait what what do you call like um invertebrates, the animals that don't have a spine and then they're like they had a picture of Paul Ryan on, <laughs> an example of an invertebrate. That's funny. <laughs> and then they changed it, yeah. I was like, that was the best. I'm like, Yep. You spineless coward. It's like, yeah, people's lives are on the line, we're on the line, are still on the line. Ugh, smug little anyway. He's very smug. Yeah. Can we curse on this thing? I oh, guess you'll you it He's oh, going to get okay. it. This is the internet. Fuck you, Paul Ryan. <laughs> yeah. This we is the fucking curse. internet, Paul Ryan. You fucking fuck. Piece of shit. <laughs> he is a piece of shit. <laughs> what other song are we going to play? We have Oscar. I feel like Oscar is like about. our anthem. Yeah. Awesome. Oscar is kind of a. It's like, yeah, that's like, I think that's the that's second song second we wrote. Song. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so, and that kind of, I really love that song because it kind of came together in this way where it's like, don't go into the bathroom. It's like this idea that women can never go anywhere and be safe. Like yeah. you can never be safe anywhere. And, um, but, uh, but then after, um, where it's like, let's take over the bathroom and, you know, just like all these attacks against transgendered people and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's a nice little bonus that we got there writing about you know, protecting women's lives that we can like also pull in this other issue. That's like, yeah, you brought in the bathroom people. bill. Yeah. You brought, yeah. Brought and so, yeah. So, and then we, uh, but now we have, we have a funky new ending that we're going to debut at your show. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. So, 
<laughs> All right. So be prepared. Um, be prepared to get down. Can't wait. Here we go. Let's play these two songs. Charlottesville and Oscar. 550 Foot Furies will be playing at the Look at My Records 100th episode bash on December 12th at Pet Shop along with Pinky Q and Shred Flintstone. We'll see you there. Here are the songs. We will be right
We heard Charlottesville and Oscar by 50 Foot Furies. Both great songs. Again, 50 Foot Furies will be playing at Pet Shop on December 12th, along with Q, Pinky, and Shred Flintstone. Yeah, I can't can't wait. wait. I can't wait. Yes, it's going to be sick. And now... We've got some records that you selected and we're gonna play. Just, this will sound seamless, right? Like you just, we just picked them out and like over the break when it really took us three hours to look at your records took, and pick these out. Took a total of five <laughs> minutes. A total of five quick minutes, starting with Bikini Kill. Anti-Pleasure Dissertation is the name of the EP, I guess, 45 two sides you guys picked the song strawberry julius a great song thank you we love it it's a great song i feel like when we when we were putting our set together at ghost of uncle joe's aaron was the one who was like oh my god we have to play a song like she was the one be like yeah i used to listen to i mean obviously everybody did bikini kill back when you know they started and uh i always when i would listen would dream that i was on stage playing it so when steph um tagged me in that facebook post instantly and i remember because i was at my parents house i'm like oh my god i'm gonna be in a bikini kill cover band and then there was another guitar player remember and then you guys were like you were like well you can play bass and i'm like eh, i guess i can play bass i could figure that out and then the, the guitar player quit right like right, the night before. right she was like oh i want to do it and then she was like i don't know i'm scared and i was like all right this-. <laughs> and i remember like the first conversation i had with aaron was like i don't know what to do about this lady and aaron like true to form was like don't worry about it We'll just go to practice. We're going to figure it out. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, she was like, it, th- this woman like was in it for like five she, n- she never showed up to practice, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then I was like, up. I'll do guitar. And then we started bothering Susan on her honeymoon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we ended our set at the at the cemetery with Strawberry Julius. So, yeah. Epic. And set. how did we go into that song? Remember? That was, yeah, that was like our big, uh, we were really excited about this banner. So... After we went, first we did Rebel Girl. And then right after my hair was like all messed up because it's usually very neat. Yeah, we didn't end with Rebel Girl. And that was a decision we made. We wanted right. to end with Strawberry Julius. And we said, Tracy, what's going on with that hair? Did you just get fucked? I just, I want to say very quickly <laughs> that because we were at Uncle Joe's that we put on such a lewd, disgusting show. No. Like there was so much like, there was so much, there was a lot going on at that show. In we front had of a life-size vagina. Or like not a life-size, but a, um, no, a woman dressed as a vagina dancing nice. on stage with us. That's good. Yeah, and it was just like a lot of stuff like was just like really lewd and whatever. But we made this decision that despite everything else in our set that we weren't going to curse. That was like the yeah. one curse we weren't going to make. That's every right, that's right. The kids. I, my kids were there. <laughs> yeah, we'd be dancing next to a pink taco, but we're my not going to say that. Like at word. one point, it was like going down on me. You know, like it was just like, Jack was like, what was that, mom? Why was that taco <laughs> dancing on stage? <laughs> a giant pink taco. <laughs> yeah, that's right. true. That's true. So, so we, I said, um, yeah. Tracy, what's up with your hair? Did you just get screwed and then I said, I did by Global Corporate Patriarchy. And then yeah. cue song. Cue this song. We love you, Bikini Go. Yeah. All right, next, Billy Bragg, Power of a Union. There off is power of, in a union. There is power in a union off of talking with the tax man about poetry. Great record. Yeah, it's on a lot of, it's on a few records, but this song is beautiful, and um, I still want us to do a punk rock version of it. 
because uh, there is power in a union. There's power in our union, our un un uniting. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm in a union. I assume you are as well. Yeah. And we're pro-labor and also very pro-Billy Bragg. Same. We're all on the same page <laughs> same. with that. He's going to be a first dude in our administration. That's good. Absolutely. Next, Shell Shag. <laughs> yes. Aaron. I picked that one because they're friends and it was really cool to find them in your collection. We play I played with them in a couple of my old bands and they're just such a great couple and they're just so fun to watch. So I picked Magnet because it was one of my favorite songs they would play when uh when we played with them. Excellent. Black Black next. Henry Rollins, Black Black. He... Damaged. Was he on that? I don't was he oh, on no, damage? Oh no, he's not, excuse me. Yeah, so I feel like... Oh, no, he, he is. is. he? Yeah, he yeah, is. On, is he on damage? Yeah. I forget when he... So I, like, that was when I was in high school, when I was... I was getting out of my heavy metal phase because I was just sick of sitting in dude's parent... Dude's mom's basements, like, smoking weed and watching, like, I don't know, Magnum P.I. or whatever. And so... <laughs> um, yeah, and so... Uh, I started getting into punk and I just like loved Black Flags so much. Like I just, I used to like put them on vinyl all the time when I was, you know, like 14, 15 years old. And I love that song, Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. We actually toyed with doing a Rollins version, like a Black Flag with Rollins version of Louie Louie. That's on Who's Got the Ten and a Half. And we played it and it was like so boring to play. Like we, we did it, like we went over the song, we had it locked down, but we were like, oh no, only Rollins can do it and Black Flag can do it to make it as fabulous. But Gimme, 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 I just like love that song. Me too. And then finally, changing it up a bit, but this is a classic <laughs> album. I love this record. Also, my fiance, Pooja, is one of her favorite records. Carol King's Tapestry. There's so many undeniably good songs on this record, though. I love Carol King, especially this one. Which song would you like to hear? You said you wanted to uh, hear the. Well, that was the first one that I read, but I mean, have your fiance pick. It's her favorite. Yay! Already in our socialist government, we're sharing, we're allocating so, power to the, to the people. people. She did <laughs> sing to me yes. on one of our early dates at karaoke, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. Oh, I love it! It's a beautiful moment oh in gosh. our relationship, so let's play that. Let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate, celebrate love. Let's, yes. And we're going to play all these songs Let's right now, Bikini Celebrate kill. love and seize the means of production. Yay! Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> Shell Shag, Black Flag, Carol Billy Bragg. King. Oh, yeah. You're a poet. Billy Bragg, Black, Black Flag. Flag, and Billy Bragg. There Beautiful. we go. Shell we'll be back. You're listening to Look at My Records with 50 Foot Furies.
we're back. We heard Bikini Kill, Billy Bragg, Shell Shag, Black Flag, Carol King. Hey, great hanging out with 50 Foot Furies. And we can't wait to hang out again on December 12th at Pet Shop for the Look at My Records 100th episode bash. Pinky, Q, and Shred Flintstone are also playing. Guys, thanks for coming over and hanging out with me today. Oh my gosh, for having us. So cool. Great Thank talking you. to you guys. You guys are doing awesome. important things. We so can't keep wait. Keep doing it. We can't wait to, to win the election, but also for 12 12. It's going to be yeah. bad. Yeah, me too. Everything's going to be Thank good. It's going to be powerful. Going to be beautiful. So your record's coming out in January. No, well, it's getting recorded. recorded in January. Okay. Late January. And it'll be out sometime in 2020. We're, well, it'll be out Definitely. in time for the primaries. It'll be out in time for the pool party back <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. right? Not yeah. by Super Tuesday, but maybe after. <laughs> the Definitely convention. After. It'll be out in it'll time be out for by the, the convention. Yeah, for us to We're going to play the convention. The, convention. Yeah. Yeah. the inauguration. Yeah, and, that and, would, you should play the convention yes. like outside. In a parking lot, yeah. 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 <laughs> signs. Mm-hmm. That Done. would be beautiful. It's signs and firecrackers. And, <laughs> Not even fireworks, just firecrackers. <laughs> <laughs> And for people to find out more about you, you know, you have a website, 50footfuries.com, right? Right. And if they have uh, if they have any um, laws that they want enacted and they want to bring to um, our new administration's attention, they can write us at Miss America President at Gmail. Great. Oh, it's 50footfuries at Gmail. Oh, is it? I thought it's both. I think oh, it, we have it both. could be Maybe both. both. It's possible. I don't know. If somebody else has that email, <laughs> better call me right now. We'll cut right you. Now. We'll cut you. 50footfuries. <laughs> At gmail.com. And then we, it, you'll get a, me- it'll look like you have a message from Miss America. Yes, because that's, that's, oh. that's how it goes. Yeah. She's We're a also smart on one. Instagram. But we might help well, both. So don't even try it, imposters. And follow us on Instagram at 50 foot underscore fury. There we go. Everyone, we'll see you on 12. Yay! 12. Yay! Yes, we can't wait. Jersey City's finest establishment, Pet Shop. Our favorite. Me too.